Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome to First Baptist Church of Tryon. It is good to see those of you who are joining us here on Zoom and those of you here in the sanctuary and others joining on YouTube Live in whatever capacity that you are worshiping with us. We are grateful that you are here. And this is a hybrid worship service, which means it's always a highly likely, it's highly likely that something will go wrong, right? Because we're Got all kinds of stuff happening, and uh, it keeps us humble, I think. But it is good to be together on this day that we will celebrate our graduates. And a day that we will also think about what it means to be a follower of Christ. Who is Christ calling us to be in this world? I will remind you that uh, beginning today out on the playground, there is children's church for ages two to five. They're outside now with with Jody and some other helpers. And uh, so just know that 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 is happening and will continue to happen throughout the summer. So let us now turn our hearts and our minds to the worship of God as Jim transitions us into worship with the ringing of the Trinity. Now, for those of you who are here in the sanctuary, you have the order of worship in front of you, and if you're at home, you should see it on your screen. Let us offer our voices together now for the call to worship. We praise you, Lord. We give thanks to you with our whole heart. Great are your works, full of honor and majesty, and studied by all who delight in them. Our reverence for you is the beginning of wisdom.
y'all bow your heads with me. Lord, we gather here today in honor and thanks of you. Thanks for the opportunities you have given us to grow and honoring that you have been with us for so long and blessed us in everything that we have gone through and continue to go through. We thank you for those opportunities those opportunities that have allowed us to see your grace and see your light so we can shine your light on others around us. Please continue to be with us as we go through our next steps in life, as we have accomplished great things. And we know that those accomplishments are because of you. Continue being with us in all of your ways and allow us to be your lighthouse that shines the light on others that need to see your light in their times of darkness. And we love you. In your name, amen. to you therefore brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God 
which is your spiritual worship. For by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. 
Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. This is the word of the Lord. Malik, if you'll come down, and Rollins, if you and Jacob will come here. So we have five graduates this year. Two of them are unable to be with us this morning. Jonathan Edwards is under the weather this morning, and he's graduating from Polk County High School. And we are sorry that he's unable to be with us, but we send our love and, and our prayers to him as he continues his journey. Georgia Garrett is graduating from, or has graduated from the University of South Carolina with a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. And she's also unable to be with us, and we also send our love and our prayers to Georgia. She begins, she begins like a real job pretty soon, like she's going to be like a real adult. So we are proud of her, and Wilson, and we are proud of these graduates. Rollins Carter graduates from Polk County High School, and I've been here long enough now that it's kind of hard for me to believe that Rollins and Jonathan are old enough to graduate, because I remember when they were like really little. We are proud of you, and we love you, and I want to offer you a small token. Uh, this is a devotional book that we've been giving our high school graduates for some time, uh, Meditations from Frederick Beekner. Frederick Beekner is a fantastic writer and minister an academic, and we give that to you as a way to say that we love you and, and we pray for you and your development and your formation as a follower of Jesus. Frederick Beekner also, just a little note, he spent a lot of time in Tryon, actually. His grandmother uh, lived here, and so he spent some time in this town, so it's an interesting connection. And Rollins is, will be attending UNC Charlotte uh, this fall, and she will be studying psychology. We're proud of you. I'll give you a fist bump. We'll do that. <laughs> Jacob uh, Weaver, our youth minister, just finished his Master of Divinity at Gardner-Webb Divinity School, and we are proud of him and grateful for that good work. And Jacob, I want to share with you uh, a book called The Contemplative Pastor from Eugene Peterson. And for some reason, I was able to graduate seminary without reading that book, and no one should ever be able to do that. Uh, you probably didn't have to read it either, but I hope it will be a good resource as you uh, continue to develop as a minister and Jacob is, is not only serving us here, but he's also, when do you begin your chaplain residency? August 16th. So on August 16th, he'll be serving as a chaplain resident for a year, a year of CPE, which is a wonderful kind of training of, of ministry. And uh, he'll be serving, remind me, the hospital? Caramont. At Caramont Hospital. So we're proud of you. Malik Miller, graduated from Appalachian State University. Go Mountaineers, right? <laughs> I'm a little biased, I did too, so um, Malik finished with a BA in English, and so Malik, we offer you this book from Parker Palmer, uh, Let Your Life Speak. I think as an English student, you might appreciate that book, and as an avid reader. So we are proud of all of our graduates, and um, we're going to now bow for a moment of blessing over them, so let us pray together. Lord, we give you thanks for 
Rollins, for Jonathan, for Georgia, for Malik, for Jacob. We are grateful for how each one of them has reflected your love to us. We are grateful at how you are working in their lives. We pray that you continue to be with them on this journey, that you help them to be students of the faith and students of the world so that they might love you with all their minds, so that they might love you with their whole selves, and so that they might love their neighbors. We ask your blessings upon them and upon everything they do, and help them to remember that they are always loved by you and by the good people of First Baptist Tryon. It is through Christ that we pray. Amen. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will, be heap, you'll be, you'll, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord.
Well, some of you know how much I like doing the uh, graduate Sunday sermon. And since I didn't get to do one last year, not really in person, it's not the same like recording it on a video. So I thought I'd probably do two years in one. We'll be out, but I mean, we the the ice cream and trivia tonight's at six, so we'll we'll be done in time for that. We'll have you'll have plenty of time to. No, I would not do that to anyone. Um, but congratulations to the class of 2021. I guess that's right, right? 2021. I can't remember what year it is. Anybody else? Like it seems like we. I don't know, there's this thing 2020 and it's just kind of all blur and that, it's hard to keep up with the, the time. But the good news is for, for all of you graduates of 2021 is you get a distinct honor of graduating in the midst of this really, really long pandemic. And it has not been enjoyable, I get that. And it has been really hard, but here's the thing. So when you get a little bit older and your kids start complaining about school, you can tell them in the old and cranky voice that we parents have, you can say, well, I'll tell you what, back when I was your age, my whole junior year, the end of that thing, it was just canceled. And then my senior year, we went to school for a few days and did school on Zoom for a few days, and, when, and I have a permanent scar from wearing a mask all the time. And, and you can tell them just to suck it up, buttercup, and get back to work, right? Because... They have it easy. And this is one of the things about getting older. As you grow up a little bit, you get to reminisce about how hard things were. Right? That's what, that's what we do. Even if they weren't all that hard, like in hindsight, they begin to look like it was really tough and challenging. But you're not old yet. None of you graduates. You're not, you're not there. And the truth is, this has been a hard time. This has been a really difficult time. And I'm sorry that this time has not been what you would have imagined it to be or what you would have hoped that it would be. So I am sorry about that. But I am old or older. And so I can at least say this, well, that's how life goes, right? That's how it goes. Sometimes it goes the way that you had planned and sometimes it doesn't go the way that you had planned. And sometimes life is absolutely better than you could have ever imagined, and sometimes it is way worse than you could have imagined. And that is just how life is. It is beautiful and good and tragic and sad all at the same time. Now, usually when graduation season rolls around, you do get to hear folks like us pontificate about all the kinds of things that we wished we had known when we were your age. Well, if I could go back and do it all over again, well, if I had only known this, and the truth is, there's just no way to know any of that stuff, right? You can't really know it. It's just impossible. We could tell you to, we're red in the face, well, you should do this or you shouldn't do this, but it doesn't work that way. Regardless, <laughs> I'll offer a few words that I would have said to my younger self. Uh, this has been floating around social media. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was three words that you would say to your younger self if you could do that. And so here are some of the three words that I found that other people have said, and many of these I think is probably worth examining. Believe in yourself. 
work harder. That's just two words, work harder. No credit cards. That's pretty good. Don't marry him. Don't marry her. Marry him. <laughs> marry her. Trust your gut. Buy Bitcoin. Not now. It's too late. Now, my, my best buddy back home, his son, when he was in high school, it's about 10 years ago, I get the timing on this wrong, he tried his best to talk his dad into buying $5,000 worth of Bitcoin. And, and his dad did the math on that a while back when the Bitcoin was at 60. And if he had bought it then, he'd be worth about $45 million. So sometimes the kids are right, you know. Skip year 2020. That's pretty good advice. I don't know how it actually works, but skip year 2020. Change your major. Go to college. Skip college. Mom was right. No? <laughs> it's amazing how much, more, how much wiser my parents got as I got older. I mean, they, they learned all kinds of things. I was like, look at this. Y'all know all kinds of things. Always show up. Always show up. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't be dumb. Get vaccinated. That's probably what John Rahm is saying to himself right now. Did y'all see that? Y'all know John Rahm? He's a professional golfer. He's leading the Memorial Tournament by six shots. And he comes off the green last night, and they tell him he just tested positive for COVID. And so he's out of the tournament. Now, he may well have been vaccinated. I don't know. I'm just making, but man, that would be tough, right? You're leading by six shots. You come off, you, he's done. So the next one would be good advice for me had I have been John Rahm yesterday. Calm down, dude. Calm down. Use more sunscreen. Save more money. There's a really, really long list. I won't read them all. I could go on and on. I think St. Paul would add this one. I think he would add these three words. Do not conform. Do not conform to this world. Now, God has uniquely created each of us. We're unique. All of us. Which really means we're unique like everyone else a bit of a paradox, right? But because we are unique like everyone else, there are some universal guidelines that apply. And, and if you were to come and ask me, well, what should I do with my life? Or what would God have me do with my life? Or how is it that I can actually follow Jesus? If you were to come and ask me that, I would give you some universal advice. I would point you to two places in Scripture. The first is the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I would say go read it. The second is the text you just heard, which is Romans 12. It's kind of Paul's version of the Sermon on the Mount. 
if you will. Do not conform. And there's a lot of wisdom sprinkled in throughout this text, and I can't hit all of it, or we might be here till six. So I'll start with this one. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Or he says it another way in verse 16. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Now this doesn't mean that you, run, that you should run around feeling bad about yourself. That's not what Paul means. And he also doesn't mean that we should like, you know, enjoy our ignorance. He doesn't mean that. He means we should be humble. It means that humility is the very foundation of a Christian life. All those gifts that Paul talks about there in Romans, yeah, you have some of those, right? Every one of us, we have gifts that God has given to us, and that's the thing. They are gifts. <laughs> They've been given to us. We didn't just create them out of thin air. They were given. We didn't earn them. Again, they were given. And so there is a sense in which the more gifted you are, the more humble you should be. Sometimes it doesn't quite work out that way, but the more gifts that we have been given, and especially if wisdom is one of those gifts, then there's this understanding that those really, we didn't do anything to create those, that we just got them. Some people win the lottery when they're born. Some people have this really high IQ or maybe have this like just really natural ability to play basketball or whatever, all these kinds of gifts, but they're gifts. I, I love the old saying, I don't know who said this, but some people are born on third base and they go through life thinking they hit a triple. No, it's a gift. That doesn't mean you should feel guilty about having the gift, right? But it's a gift, and it's not given just for you. It's given for you to share with the world and to share with people around you. Let love be genuine. Love one another with mutual affection. Be authentic. Don't, don't be fake. Let your love be genuine. Let you, whoever you are, let your life be genuine. That means you can, you can show the best parts of it and the broken parts of it, right? But there's something beautiful about this kind of transparent authenticity. Or maybe I could say it this way. There's nothing more off-putting than like this sort of fake kind of self-righteousness. Eugene Peterson translates that passage this way. Instead of let love be genuine, love one another with mutual affection. He says, be good friends who love deeply. And so when I'm trying to figure out sometimes, well, what does it really mean to love my neighbor? Or what does it mean to love one another? I hear that ring in the back of my head, be good friends who love deeply, because we know what it means to be friends. 
And that's what it means to love each other, to be a friend to each other. Care about what happens to the other people. Be there for each other. Treat people as if they are a good friend. And if you do that, it may turn out that they are. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. This is back to that life can be hard thing. Because it can. And it will. And there will be times when life is really hard. There will be times when you feel like giving, giving up. But here's the thing. Don't. Don't. Don't give up. Be patient. Hang in there. Persevere. Stick with it. Trust that God is with you because God is with you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Even and especially in the valley, in the hard times, God is with us. Extend hospitality to strangers. When you've been the stranger, when you've been the one who doesn't really know anybody, when you're the one and you're kind of out of place, you know what it is. You know what it means for someone to welcome you, to extend a hand, a friendship. Be that person. Be kind, not just to the people that you know, but be kind to the people that we don't know. Befriend the folks who need a friend. Sit with the person who never has anybody to share lunch with. Look at the person who just looks lost and they're wandering around. Sometimes just a smile can do it. Extend hospitality to strangers. And I always like to throw this into a wedding meditation. That even applies to your spouses. Because sometimes you end up married to a stranger, right? You think, well, this is not the person I married. Who is this? And as we grow and develop, that's happened. We all can be strangers and we all have relationships with strangers. People change. Even if you happen to be married to one, even if you happen to be best friends, extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. I will have to say this. That's kind of the one thing about wearing a mask that I'm kind of going to miss a little bit. Is like, you know, I didn't really have to smile if I didn't feel like smiling. <laughs> I might mutter something under my breath a little bit. I didn't curse anyone. That's not what I mean, right? But that's not who we're called to be. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them and do not curse them. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. Jesus says it this way. Jesus says, love your enemies. It's the same thing. And if you really want to be a nonconformist, 
If you really want to go against the stream, if you want to be unique in this world, love your enemies because there are very few people who can pull that off. Very few people. Walter Wink said some years ago that that has become the, the, the litmus test for authentic Christianity if you can love your enemies. It's hard to do. It is really, really hard to do. But here's the thing. God has not asked us to be the judge and the jury. It's not up to us to condemn and sentence people. What we're called to do and what we're challenged to do is to love people. To be friends with each other, even if, the folks, even if these folks don't really want to be our friends, even if they don't treat us particularly well, we are still called to love them. And I love the way Paul kind of sums this up. He says, if it is possible, that's really important, if it is possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. That's kind of the qualifier there, you see, because the truth is you, you can't really control people. I mean, it's hard enough to control ourselves, right, but much less to control someone else. There are some folks who just simply will not like us. It happens. They will not be kind to us. We may treat them really well, and, and it may not be returned, but that's okay. That's okay because... All we, are, all we are obligated to do is to live peaceably. We give it our best shot. It may not work, but we still do it. I, I like to say it this way. Christians are called to act, not to react. We just decide we're going to love folks. And if they don't love us back, we just keep loving them. We just keep loving them. And if you do that, if you do any of these things, in fact, then you will have not conformed to this world. And I hate to use the word success because that's not really the, the theological word for it. It's really faithfulness. That's what Christians are called to be. We're called to be faithful. We're not called to be successful. If you will do those things, you will have been faithful. Do not conform to this world. Instead, here's the three words I would leave you. St. Paul gives you do not conform. I give you these three to say it another way. Trust in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Trust that the way Jesus lived. And that the way that Jesus calls us to live, trust that that really is the way that leads to life. Trust in that. Because it's the truth. And trust in the good news that God loves you more than you can imagine. Trust in that good news that God loves you more than you can imagine and that God takes great delight in you. My friend Guy Sells, who was the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Asheville for quite a while, he said, I only have one sermon, and this is it. God loves you more than you can imagine, and God takes great delight in you. That's the only sermon I have, he said. 
Trust in that. And trust that not only does God love you, but the good people of First Baptist Church of Tryon, we love you as well. Trust in the grace of God because it is enough, and it makes you enough. Because you have been created in the very image of God, and so is every other person that you will ever meet. Life is beautiful. Life is hard. Some people will surprise you in beautiful ways, and others will disappoint you in horrible ways. And in the midst of it all, trust in Jesus. Godspeed. And amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, that it is not too late 
For as long as we have breath, it is not too late to trust in you. For your way really is the way. It is the way that leads to life. It is true life. Thank you for another opportunity to recommit ourselves to your way. For another opportunity to use the gifts that you have given us so that we might reflect your love and your grace and your mercy. Because this beautiful and broken world is in such need of healing. Help us to be people who offer hope who offer healing. Help us to be the kind of people who unite instead of divide. Help us to be the kind of people who stick with it, who don't give up, who just hang in there slowly, slowly, step after step, following you in the way. And thank you for the forgiveness that you offer to us when we fail in that task. For it allows us to get up again. It allows us to have new life again. We pray especially this morning for those who are sick and suffering that your new life might give them healing and hope and that they might be filled with your peace that passes all understanding. So I invite those of you here in the sanctuary, if you would like to offer names aloud of those who need God's healing, if you'll say the name aloud, then I'll repeat it so that everyone at home can hear. Mike Smith. Daniel Sapp. Say that one more time, please. Lisa Johnson. Lewis Hamilton. Susan McHugh. Harold Burrell. Vernon Dusenberry. And those of you at home now, if you would want to unmute yourself and offer names aloud, you may do so. David Bauman. Joe and Rita Smith. Lord, we entrust the ones who have been named, the ones left unnamed, and the ones who are unknown to us. We entrust them to your care because you are good and you are faithful. And we pray all of these things through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who has taught us to pray. And if you are at home, I invite you to unmute yourself 
And if you're here in the sanctuary, I invite you to pray the Lord's Prayer with me. I will start us now. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, will be done. as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. been good to worship with you today. I want to remind you of a couple of opportunities before we are dismissed. So this evening at six o'clock in the rear church parking lot, please bring a chair and uh, your brain and we're going to play trivia and eat ice cream, make homemade ice cream sundaes and that kind of thing. It'll be a load of fun and it's outside so you know if you want to wear a mask that's fine but you certainly don't have to uh, it'll be nice to be normal with each other uh, in in that kind of sense so i look forward to that and i hope to see you around six o'clock and hopefully the rain will kind of stay away for us uh, but we're going to really try our best to to have this unless we just cut caught up in some kind of a thunderstorm or something if that happens i'll send out uh, a church-wide text also we are collecting Diapers and children's books for Phil and Elisa Wooleman for their baby to come, Eli. So you can begin to leave those here uh, in the lobby when you come in on Sunday mornings or if you want to drop those off over at the activity building during the week. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder that the children's church will continue to happen uh, during worship on the playground. And Jody has some volunteers lined up to help her in June, but if you'd like to help in July or August, you can let her know. Also, this morning's email went out late, and you, so you may not have seen it, so I just want to update you a little bit on our summer schedule. So uh, June will continue just like this, and then July will actually look like what we normally do in July, which is no Sunday school and worship at 10 o'clock. So in July, we will go back to that pattern the way we've done for the last several years. We will have no Sunday school then we will have uh, worship at, 11, uh, sorry, at 10 o'clock. And then in August, we'll go back to the schedule that we're on right now, doing Sunday school on Zoom and doing worship here. And then in September, we will kick back off all of our activities with a full schedule. So that's a little bit of a shift from what we had put out a few weeks ago, but we feel like that's probably the, the wise thing to do in the midst of summer coming off of this really long period of time 
So uh, we've got some opportunities for normal stuff, then knowing that things will hopefully be fully normal when September rolls around. Let's see. That's probably all the, oh yeah, also there's a summer schedule out with activities for youth and children for, for rafting and tubing and hiking and an art day and pool party stuff. I hope you'll find that and, and encourage your children and youth to participate in those kinds of ways. And you'll also see in the next couple of days another couple of fun opportunities for the church at large to be together, to just fellowship and enjoy each other's company. So, thank you for being here today. Thanks to our graduates. Uh, we're proud of you. We love you. We send you with our prayers and, and with God's blessing. And so, if you would now, if you'll stand for the benediction. May you go in peace to love and serve the Lord, and as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, children of Almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ, so may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. So if you're in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and, and head outside as quickly as possible, and you can converse with each other outside, and feel free to take your mask off if you want to. I'll be out this door. And then